0: What's up, everybody? My name is Tyler Dunn with Dunn Deal Investments, LLC, where the deal is already done. And we're on episode uh, 78 of Goals and Updates, which is pretty impressive. I'll probably say that about every single episode, but it's only because uh, I'm very motivated to be here and to keep on doing the episodes, um, even by myself. Like I'm going to be honest with you guys, it is a little bit intimidating to come on here by myself and to... uh, <clears throat> to do this by myself because there's no one I'm really talking to besides myself, until people join. So it's um it's it is kind of a little intimidating. Uh, but I'm on episode 78 of goals and updates, and I'm gonna hit that 100th episode. Once I hit the 100th episode, then it's gonna be like <clears throat> then I gotta try to strive for something bigger than the 100. So I might try to go for like uh, like I don't even know like maybe 250. But because I, I don't want to do 100 increments. I want to do like, a, I want to try to go to like a higher point than just like 100 more episodes. So um, today I have some pretty good topics for you. Um, what, what, like Normally how we do this show is I go and do uh, personal things in my life in the beginning. That's why it's called Goals and Updates because I'm updating you on my personal life. At the same time, um, you know, like I, I'm just basically giving you guys what I'm kind of Uh, doing in my own life, and that way you can see that I'm applying the same measures that I'm kind of telling you, uh, like the same traits and the same uh, topics that we're talking about. I I can show you that I'm relating it in my own life as well, and what we're going to do is um, we'll do that in the beginning, then we're going to go into two topics. So The first topic is going to be the truth will set you free, and the second topic will be it's okay to admit you don't know something, which I'm pretty sure I haven't talked the, the, set, the, the truth will set you free, I actually wrote uh, like three hours ago on a, on a notepad, on like a sticky note after I made a, a phone call to a service provider day at work. And that's where I came up with that, uh, that topic, the first one that we're going to go into. So that's kind of interesting to keep in mind. Like I just thought about that on the spot as, as I was like done with a phone call with a service provider. And then the, the second topic, which is, it's okay to admit you don't know something. I think I've had on my phone for a while. It just, it seemed like it would be a better, it'd be a good fit to have as the second topic because it kind of goes into, um, it kind of relates to the first topic. So we're going to go into uh, real quick, as you can, as you notice, like I don't have a tie on today. I'm pretty casual. Uh, the tie was just kind of bothering me because it was a little, um, it was kind of choking me a little bit and I didn't, I felt like I wanted to be a little bit more comfortable to be able to talk better. On these uh, topics and the, the show itself so I got rid of the tie but <clears throat> it's probably rare that you're gonna see me casual it's mo- like nine out of ten times it's probably gonna be in a, in a straight uh, dress shirt and a tie so it's it's pretty rare to see me like this but um, so it's casual or, prof- or professional casual I guess I would call it but uh, we're gonna go into the personal stuff right now so some things I want to update you guys on in my life is um I did a one-on-one today with my manager and the interesting part is she was showing me, uh, for anyone that doesn't know, like the one-on-ones that we do at, at my job are to show you every single, um, I believe they do them every single week or it could be, yeah, it's about like every single week they do like a one-on-one and either they show you like what you did wrong on a, on a service job that came back as what they call coaching. Um, they go through your inheritance level, which means like, all right, you're, you're clocking in on time. You're leaving on time. Uh, you're using the phone properly. Um, everything's time there. So that's where the inheritance part comes in. And then they also do productivity levels of, uh, they go by percentage. So I'm supposed to do, I think about like 42 emails a day. And if I wanted to do like superior work, I'd have to hit, I think about like 50, I think it's 45 to hit, um, to be in the green, which is, uh, which is good or great as they say, or good, I would say. And then to hit blue, which is superior or great. You'd have to do like, uh, I think, 50 emails. I think we were trying to calculate it in the in the one-on-one. So I was asking her about it. Um, and I'm like, I, I want to hit, you know, I want to start hitting those blues. So I'm like, that's like my next goal is I write down 50. I want to hit 50 emails every single time I sit down in my chair to start my day. I go, to, I, I write down, I want to hit 50 emails. Like that's the goal of the day. So <clears throat> she sat me down. My inheritance level was uh, 100% for the month. She went over and did the, <clears throat> excuse me. She went and did the whole thing for the month. So I got a hundred percent adherence level, meaning like I was on time every single day for the last uh, for the month of um, April. I was on time every single day, and uh, I used the phone correctly, meaning like I, I uh, switched between like you know off phone and doing everything one hundred percent. And then um, the other thing too, which I was pretty shocked was for the whole entire month of April, uh, I got a hundred one hundred percent. I think it was like a hundred and um might've been like 105%. I don't remember the full number, but it was hundred percent of productivity levels for the whole entire month of April, which is, which is fantastic because that means for the whole entire month, like I was, I was doing exactly what the company wants me to hit, like the numbers. Now she showed me the one day out of the month where I hit 115% and 120% would be uh, in the blue, which I've never hit the blue before. And like, that was a goal that I that I set for myself. Um, once I started getting the hang of like the job, and I was sending inheritance every single time, and I was getting used to making phone calls, and um, I got into the swing of it. I knew that everyone there is not going to aim for the blue, because what they do is <clears throat> they basically go and they get their their 45 emails, or they get you know just barely in the the 100% performance level. And from there, what they do is they go, okay, like and I'm going to mess around for the other half uh, half hour or the next 25 minutes uh, instead of like pushing themselves and get, and getting that superior level or getting that um, the the 120% which is where you'd be in the blue, which is very rare for a lot of us. So a lot of them can do it. A lot of them, a lot of them though would rather slack off and not get to the, the standards because then they feel like if they get to a higher number, that's what the companies did expect from them. So they kind of slack once they get to a certain point and they, They hit the just okay, um, you know, the okay level of uh, productivity. So my goal has been trying to hit the blue every single time or at least, uh, you know, a certain amount of times out of the week, like maybe like three times out of the week once I can get the hang of of moving faster and actually hitting those uh, 120% um, categories, which is really hard. Like I'm telling you, like I've been trying to do it for the last month. And I was really shocked that, because I, I thought she was going to complain that I wasn't hitting my numbers. Like, I was in the yellow, uh, which is, like, just below green, which is good. I thought she was going to complain and tell me I wasn't hitting it, because I was calculating my emails. And this is the funniest thing that I'm going to tell you guys, which I've talked in a, in one of the other episodes, is um, I thought she was going to tell me, like, I did terrible this whole entire month. Because every single time, I'd hit, like, 26 emails, or I'd hit, like, 36 emails, or Um, because most of the time I was on off phone or I was trying to um, call a service provider and then I'd have to call the customer right after the service provider because we didn't have an email on file for that person to update them. So um, when other people are not making the phone calls, right, and they're going through, they have to do more work to do the emails and I'm actually calling the person, it actually saves me because like it saves all that time that I'm calling the, the, the customer or the service provider and I think that's how I hit the one the 115 mark. I turn this off. And that's where I hit the 115 mark, which is pretty uh, which is pretty impressive. Uh, to be 100% honest with you, because like I, I didn't think I was gonna be able to hit the 115 mark or even get close to the one 120% mark uh, with productivity at my job, like yet. Yeah. Like I didn't think I was even close to it. And she told me like, hey, on this day, she's like, it's pretty impressive. She's like, you've come a long way. As I used to hit like like 89%, 90% and now I'm almost at 120% and I've only been there. I don't even think I've, I don't even think I've been there for three months yet. So I'm hitting numbers where people have been there for years at a time and I'm outdoing the people that have been there for years at a time. And I'm, I'm only there for like a little less than three months. I don't even think I've, I've gotten out of probation yet. That's what we were talking about. Um, I, like, I don't think I've hit the three month period at this job yet and I'm already hitting numbers that are better than people that have been working there for years at a time. So um so that's like that, that pretty much motivated me because now I'm like, okay, now I know it's possible I can hit the one fifteen percent. Now I definitely have to aim for the one twenty. Right. So just making little baby steps, making little goals for myself, uh trying to outdo myself every single time when she when I do a one-on-one, I always aim to try to get it like where she'll bring me in there and she'll be like, Hey, you did way better this time than last month. That's what I'm always trying to like, that's what I'm always trying to aim for. Like, okay, you did better than last month. Which is good because uh, if I'm doing better every single, uh, like, every single next month, that means I'm always outdoing myself, right? So that's what I'm aiming for. Right. Now, um, real quick. Uh, so that, that was that. Now, I have some other stuff to tell you guys too, which is pretty exciting. Um, my friend, I, I made a lot of money the last, uh, I, it's not a lot of money, but it was like a lot of little side gigs that popped up um, just by opportunity presenting itself which um, which was pretty interesting. Like my, my one friend, I ended up doing something for his brother. This is actually really funny. This is what I like. Most of the stuff I've talked about in these shows has actually come back within the last like four or five days. So the, I've always talked about showing up, which is my number one rule is always showing up. Uh, the second thing is like, uh, you always like the more you show up, the more opportunity that presents itself. And then the second thing I was going to say is, You take the opportunity because then it leads into more opportunity. Right. So, the first thing I did was um, my friend, my friend, uh, brother Jonathan, he needed help with something. So, I said, Okay, I'm going to help you out and you'll pay. And he's like, I'll pay you X, Y, and Z. Right. And he ended up like, he said, He'll pay me like 60 bucks or whatever. So, I go and I do that for him. And I'm like, Okay. I finished the test for him. Right. I finished the the test or whatever I had to do for him uh, to get the 60 bucks. Okay. Now what happens from there is I'm calling him to tell him, Hey, I, I finished doing this for you. Right. And you should expect to, to get whatever um, X, Y, and Z. Like, and as I'm talking to him on the phone to update him on like basically what's going on, like I finished this task that you wanted me to do to basically like pay me his brother, Jimmy's next to him. And his brother goes, Oh, like you're talking to Tyler. He's like, I actually need a driver. Right. He's like, I don't want to, I don't want to take an Uber. Like I'll pay, like if Tyler's on the phone, I'll pay Tyler to take me X, Y, and Z. And I was like, I was like, Oh man. And, and like, he didn't, he didn't say that like right off the back. He was more of like, uh, Oh, like I need a driver. Like I need someone like to drive me somewhere. And I was like, Hey man, I was like, I'm gonna, I gotta go finish something up. But I'm like, call me, like call me whenever you need, whatever you need. I'm your guy. I'll do it for you. And he goes, he's like, all right, yo, that's why, like, that's why I said, you know, like I heard you on the phone with uh, Jonathan and that's why I said, like, you know, I need a driver and I need help, right? Because he knows I'll do it. So he ends up calling me like two or three hours later. I, I think I actually had to follow him up uh, to do it, but he calls me like three hours later and he goes, he goes, um, he goes, hey. He's like I. He's like I'm gonna take an Uber regardless if you do it or you don't do it. But he's like, this is how I think of it. He's like I. He's like I know you could probably use the money. He's like we'll have a good conversation on the way to because uh, he wanted me to drive him to Pompano Beach, which is about thirty minutes for anyone that doesn't know, like Coral Springs to Pompano Beach, about like thirty minute drive. Um, and he was like, I'll pay you to take me there and take me back. And he's like, um, I'd rather pay someone that I know rather than like just an Uber driver. And he's like, um, I also, have, I've had bad experiences before with an Uber driver where, uh, either like they're very rude or he's like, I've, uh, I've gotten to a car where like there was throw up all over the car. Someone like got sick, they picked up someone that was drunk or whatever. And like, uh, it was just, he's like, it just scarred me and I, I don't like going in Ubers anymore. And he was like, I'll pay you, uh, X, Y, and Z to take me to this destination and then to pick me back up when I need you. And I was like, all right, I got you. And, he, and the other thing he was like, and, and we'll have like a chill conversation because he's like, you're my boy. Like, like, we'll just talk about stuff. We'll catch up. It'll be like a nice time to catch up. You'll make some money. Like, it's all good. So I was like, all right. So I drive him. Um, I, I pick him back up and I, I make X, Y, and Z, right? Um, I, I don't remember exactly like, not now, like, now I'm working on getting the money, right? He didn't pay me yet, but uh, that's now following back up with him. Right, same thing with his brother. Like I'm still following up with his brother, right? But um, that's all sales, right? I did the task. Now I got to follow up to get paid, right? So that that's what I'm working on now, following up with both of them to pay me. And I and by the way, I accept I accept everything: Cash App, uh, Zilli, Cash, everything. <laughs> okay. But um, so anyways, cut the long story short. I did that for him. So I made let's say let's say right off the bat right there, like let's say I made one, like 120 off both of them. But the funny thing is a couple days later on my day off on a Tuesday when I'm working on done deal investments, I get a call from my other friend, Ashma. And Ashma goes and says the same thing, which is the most ironic thing. And she goes, hey, like I know you're trying to pay, like you're trying to pay some debts off, like you could probably use the money. Um, but um, me and my parents are gonna, we're going to Alaska for 10 days and and she's like we'll pay you you know x y and z again because like uh, like i trust you like like it's just we we would rather have someone that we would trust rather than just getting a random uber driver and i figured like you'd be available to do it and you'll do it and you'll make x y and z and i was like i'm there like tell me when tell me when to pick you up like when to drop you off when you have to, you know, give me all the information and I'm your guy, I'll, I'll pick you up and I'll drop you off and make that 35 bucks, right? Or 30 bucks. And then I think they gave me 35 He tipped me like five basically. But, um, now the funny thing with that story is as soon as she called me, she called me at like, let's say, um, I think it was like nine in the morning and they had to leave at 1230. I, I got breakfast, got a cup of coffee and I told myself, I said, Okay. They're going to have luggage. So so think of how, like, I'm going to tell you how I was thinking, how I got the extra, you know, they tipped me. And I and I knew, I didn't know, but I knew that if I gave them superior service, almost like I was Uber, they would give me more money. And, and like, I'm going to show you right now how, like, how it happened. So she told me, she's like, all right, we're going to give you 30 bucks to drive us from Coral Springs, which is where I live. They live eight minutes from me, by the way to go to Fort Lauderdale airport, which is like, like 30 minutes, kind of the same thing with, um, with Jimmy. It's like a 30 minute drive uh, to Fort Lauderdale airport. Now in my mind, I'm like, okay, she told me at nine, get a cup of coffee in me. And I'm like, I got to clean my car, right? Clean the outside of the car, uh, clean the inside of the car cause they're going to be sitting in the car and, the, and it's going to probably be three people in the back and one person in the front. Um, and I'm like, and I got to clean out the trunk space because they're going to have luggage for, th- or four people. So I'm like, I got to clean out the, and I have, um, for anyone that doesn't know, I have like a 2017 Elantra or Hyundai Elantra. So it's not a lot of trunk room back there. I mean, it's pretty decent, but it's not like massive. It's not an SUV type of, uh, type of, um, trunk. So I'm like, all right, I got to clean out the trunk. So in my head, I'm like, if I give them superior service, almost like I am Uber, like, they'll, they'll appreciate it. And I was like, first of all, I've never, I've never met my friend's parents before or her brother. And I was like, also thinking to myself before I even took the deal, I was like, this is a great way to meet more people. Like I, I've like, uh, her brother's cold called me before. And I've talked to his, or her brother on the phone before, which I've never met in person. I just talked to him on the phone. I was like, uh, actually I think I cold called him. She told me, she, she I think she gave me his number and she was like, hey, go talk to my brother. My brother's really interested in business, but he's kind of like confused, like go talk to him. And I was like, I got you. And I, call, and I call her brother and I cold called him for like 30 minutes or something before I went to work or I went to an event and uh, I caught up with him. And um, so it's kind of interesting. So I go there, I meet her parents, right? I, well, I cleaned the car for like two hours or an hour. Or actually, I did it in under an hour because I only had like an hour to spare to clean the car. Clean the inside, clean all the trunk space out, uh, clean you know, clean the tires, clean the whole entire outside of the car and the inside of the car in under an hour. Take a quick shower, go pick them up, right? I get to meet her parents, I get to meet her brother, so I'm adding more people to my my uh, my network in a way, right? Because now I'm meeting more people, and so I pick them up, I, I meet them, I drive them, um, like they're they're like and like amazing people right amazing people like uh, like great conversations on the way there they're talking about business with me uh her brother was constantly talking to me about business ideas that he wants to do and just like business in general and like drop shipping and uh influencers and uh like different people that he looks up to as mentors and who he probably should go with and who he shouldn't and his parents are asking me a bunch of questions about like what i do for work and the whole the thing that was funny about it was um I was like, yeah, I did this job, went to this job, to this job, then I went into marketing, then I went into here. And her father's like, man, you, re- you remind me a lot about myself. Like, he's like, that's what I did. Like, I just went to different jobs, and then found my niche, and found myself, and then I did, you know, X, Y, and Z. And I was like, oh, wow, right? So, like, off the back, I already make a good first impression. And that's another thing I was telling you guys before about is the first impression is so key, Right. So when I met her parents, I introduced myself, I'm like, hi, I'm Tyler, it's very nice to meet you. It's a pl- Actually, I said, it's a pleasure to meet you. I shook her father's hand, um, shook her mom's hand, dropped him off at the airport, uh, and her father, her fa- like, and the other thing I, I told myself too, is it's all service, right, it's all service. So when they, before we even drove, I loaded up their luggage. I'm like, here, give me your luggage. I'll put it in the trunk. So we're like putting it, you know, stacking it in the trunk. And I'm doing all that for them or helping them out. Uh, We get to the airport. I unload the, you know, all the luggage for them. And I'm like, you guys have a great flight. Um, They went to Alaska, by the way, which is pretty, um, which is pretty crazy, uh, which I'm definitely going to ask when she comes back about that experience because I'm actually kind of intrigued about, you know, Alaska. It's, it's. I've seen it on movies before. It's pretty, to me, it's a beautiful place. But, um, so as we get there, I'm unloading and I'm talking to her dad for a second. Her mom comes over and kisses me and says like, thank you so much for taking us. Uh, um, so like her dad comes up to me and her her dad's like, here's, here's a 30. And he's like, he's like, here, he's like, take this. He's like, take an extra five. And he's like, go buy yourself a drink. (laughs) And I was like, I was like, I appreciate it so much. And I was like, have a safe flight. And, uh, and the funny thing too is I actually picked up probably another amount of business from it too, because they're like, Hey, we need someone to pick us up when we come back. And I was like, Hey, I was like, if I'm not working, right. If like uh, it's before I have to go to work or after I, I get out of work, um, just keep like have, have Ashmore or, ha- or you guys contact me and fill me in and I'll come pick you back up. Right. So what am I doing right there? I'm trying to be reliable, I'm trying to be extremely reliable. Cause if I can help them, if I can help them solve the problem of getting picked up, guess what? I'll get the reward for it. Right? So that's, that's how I'm thinking all the time. I'm like, all right, how can I solve this person's problem? And by the way, I don't expect to get, I, I didn't expect to get paid by any of this stuff. Like when I was helping my friend, Jimmy, like, like I, I would have done it for free to help him out because Jimmy, Jimmy's done so much for me. Same thing with Ashma. I would have done, I probably would have done it for free if they would have, if they would have pitched it to me just to meet their parents right? Just to meet her parents, just to meet her brother, just to get more, get in front of more people. And, um, that's what happened. Like I, I got to meet like our family. I got to make money. I got to, um, do a bunch of different things. And the, the crazy part about the whole thing is, uh, give me one second. I'm trying to minimize this. Well, the crazy thing about the whole entire thing, to be honest with you is like, she, like, it's just weird because my friend hits me up and he's like, Hey, like I need someone to drive me here. Oh, what's up, Jerry? Um, and he's like, Hey, I I don't want to pay an Uber. So like, you know, I want, I want you. I like, you're, you're my guy. Like, I want you to drive me. And I'm like, I gotcha. And then like two days later, my other friends like, Hey, my family needs to go to the airport for Alaska. Like you're the guy that I know is going to do it. Come pick us up and be our Uber. And I was like, I gotcha. (laughs) Right. So the whole point that I'm trying to make on all this is like one thing led to the next that led to the next that led to the next. And all I did for anyone that's uh, like curious, I put, I put other people before myself, right? And they, ha- they had a problem and I had the solution to the problem and I just sold them the solution. And the funny thing is they sold me the solution. It, 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 it They were easy sales. Like I didn't, I didn't, um, I didn't really do anything. I didn't really ask them for the sales. They asked me for the sale, right? So that's the craziest part is like I was telling myself like, okay, like, the, like this is awesome. Right. So I made like a hundred and like 40 bucks, I think for like all three people, uh, you know, like within like the, like within five days or four, I think it was like technically like probably like four or three days, but I calculated per hour. I made like $24 an hour or, so, or like 21 to $24 an hour. Uh, just by, just by doing little tasks for other people that, uh, it was a big help to them. So they wanted to reward me with money, right? That, that's all business really comes down to is like, you're just, you're problem solving for people. And like, if you can solve their problems, they're willing to give you or trade something valuable, which is money. right? So that's the craziest part. So, um, so that, that's kind of like, I wanted to update you guys on that. Cause that was pretty interesting to me. Like little things just kind of happened. And it was kind of just like, uh, even though I was off from my other job, you know, it was an opportunity to go make more money. And I was like, all right, I got you. Like, I'll, I'm your guy. Like, I'll pick you up. Now, the cool thing is those things will reward me later on because I pitched her parents in the car about done deal investments. They asked me and I was like, yeah, I'm starting this business. This real estate business. I pitched them, right? They were giving me pointers like, hey, like you should really go and do like this. Or like they're talking about references and stuff like that. And they're like, hey, you can go do this. So I showed up. I became reliable to them. Now, if something happens where like they know a friend that needs like a home inspection, right? When I get licensed in home inspections, they'll go and, and promote me because they know me to their friends. I'll get a referral from them. So that's what I mean. Like I would have done it for free. Because it all comes back as a reward, right? The saying goes, this is the saying that I live by. Like, you know, this is, this is the a saying I live truly by. If you could help more people, if you can give more than you receive you'll be the wealthiest person on the, in the, in the planet or on earth. Right. Because you're giving, most people can't do things for free. Most people expect something in return, but if you can do it without expecting something uh, they'll they're, they're more than happy to give you something. Right. Or like, it'll come back as like a different award. Like they'll go and give me references as clients and I'll make money that way. Or, um, you know, like just little small things add up to big things. Right, just like two dollars might not be a lot, but if you're making two dollars and saving two dollars every single day, I mean, it adds up to a bigger amount. That, that's that's my approach on it. Now, um, so that's my updates. I don't really have anything else besides those. Those are like the, the two big ones that I wanted to share. The pro, the productivity, like my productivity, getting to like almost like perfected, and then um and then those three uh those three ways that I made a little bit of extra side cash, or like a little side hustle kind of thing. And, um, one thing just led to another, which gave me more opportunity and it just opened up the doors. And it made me realize it made me kind of realize a lot of stuff. Now we're going to go into then we're going to go to these two topics. The first one we're going to go into is, uh, the truth will set you free. Now I wrote this topic. Uh, I made a phone call to a service provider and I, and for in, like instantly just for some reason in my mind, I'm like, oh, I got to write down like the truth will set you free. And what I what I was thinking about while I was writing this um this topic down was um that's how I that's how like I, I make good first impressions. I, I don't BS anyone. I, I show up um and like it, it's just me. Like it's my personality. Uh it's my personality when I go and meet someone for the first time, I, I it's a blank slate. I don't think you know, I, I got rid of the negative thoughts. I got rid of um, all the empty, empty stuff that kind of holds a lot of people back from showing up, right? Because instantly, like, I didn't even hesitate when like she offered me or like someone offered me something. Like uh, with Ashma, you know, it's it, it is a little intimidating because most people have been like, oh damn, like I gotta, I gotta go meet my friend's parents. I've never met them before, and I gotta drive, right? I gotta drive them, and like they don't, they don't, um, you know, what if they judge me for the way I drive or what if they judge me for this, right? Like, there's easy, like, easy ways to come up to, um, kind of like basically almost talk yourself out of going and doing it and not showing up, which my mind was, it didn't even think that way. My mind was just like, all right, I got to go and pick them up. I got you. Let's go do it. It's the, like, I'm, I'm ready now. Like, let's go. And that, that's not, you know, I, I've trained myself to do that. I got rid of all the negative stuff out of my mind and I just replaced it with more positive stuff. And I, uh, you know, And I don't, I don't look at anyone different. Like I look at everyone as like a human being. Like I, like I'm telling you, like I, I didn't, um, the first, the first time I, like I met her dad, they have accents and like, I don't do well with accents that well. Like, it's kind of hard for me to like, um, like the accent is really strong. It's really hard for me to, uh, process exact, I'll miss little pieces in the sentence that they're talking about. And I'll be like, um, like, what did I, like, I'm trying to like, you know, process like what I missed in the sentence. And like, at times I had to like, ask, ask her brother, like, 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 what do you mean? Uh, cause her brother spoke like perfect English and and it was like her dad that was like a, like broken English a little bit, like a little bit of an accent. Like they speak, they speak good English. It's just like, you know, they have the accent on it. And like, sometimes I'm like, I'll I'll miss a piece of like what they were saying. And like, I have to really pay attention and really like listen and Um, when I met them, like, you know, not like nothing negative came into my head, not once. I didn't like, I didn't overthink anything. Like I just, I just acted like a human being. Like I looked at them and I'm like, okay, like it's, it's just, it's just a person, right? Uh, it's just a person like, like anyone else. Like, you know, I, I, you know, there's nothing that came in my head that like caused me to like overthink or overdo anything. I just, I just helped them out. Like I just, you know, picked up the luggage. I'm like, here, I'll help you out. Let me get the luggage for you picked it up, uh, greeted them, made sure I greeted them because that's the biggest thing that people don't do is like they'll show up and they won't really talk to the other person or they won't talk to everyone. Then maybe they'll go and see their friend and just talk to their friend. Um, I actually didn't talk to Ashma like majority of the trip or a majority of like driving their parents and family to uh, the airport. I talked to the people that I didn't really know. Like I talked to her brother most of the time and I've never met her brother before. Like I've had like a 30 minute conversation with him of like a cold call, just talking to them about like a business kind of, and that was it. But we were talking like we knew each other for like a year. Right. So I just have like, I just have those traits where I'm like, okay, like I, if you know, and everyone's kind of like the same, like everyone has those similar traits where, you know, you can talk about one thing and the other person will probably know that. Uh, and everyone has something in common. You got to find the common Uh, Or like, you know, if if you're in politics, they'd say, find your common ground. That's kind of what you're doing. You're you're just looking for uh, something that you can relate to that person and then they'll talk about that, right? Uh, For him, it was business. That's why I clicked with him. Like, uh, like, Like, if you watch the podcast, the goals and updates, like that's all I really talk about is business, right? Like that's my niche, like business. So it was easy for me to talk to him about that. He was very intrigued about business and like that's how we just talked like we were talking for, you know, we've been friends for years because it was something that we both related to. Um, By the way, that's how you pick your friends, right? The reason you have really close friends and you have like okay friends is because you relate to them. You probably have a lot of things in common. You relate a lot more to those types of people than you do uh, like other friends or um, employees or or coworkers um, you have like those set best friends because you relate to those people the most right so that's that's all I do when I talk to someone I'm like okay like I got to ask him questions and like if he was talking about cars he'd be like okay I'm going to uh, like even though maybe I don't know too much about cars I'm going to adapt and talk about cars because that's what he likes it doesn't matter what I like it matters what he likes right so that, that's how I like approach people and like I approach different things. And that's why a lot of people um, I do well with the first impression. Cause I know that other people like talking about themselves more. I understand that um, they want to talk about things that they can relate to. Cause if they can't relate to it, like they're not going to talk to you about it. It's going to be a very dry, awkward conversation. So I talk to them about things that they relate to. And um, that's how I do that. Now, the point that I'm trying to make through like going through all that is basically I don't, I don't lie. And I, I never lie when I talk to someone and most people will probably like be like, Oh, it's kind of like, like, I don't think that's true. Like how could you not lie? And the, and the thing to be a hundred percent honest with you is I don't lie. That's what gets people stuck into sticky uh, situations is when they start lying to certain people and they lie to their friends. They lie to their family members. They lie to, uh, like customers, they to get out of, you know, get out of like the awkward situations. And what happens is you lose credibility, right? Uh, if if I caught one of my friends in a lie, the next time they talk, I'd probably be like, how do I know he's not lying right now? Or she's lying right now? You, the, the answer is I wouldn't. I wouldn't really know, right? So they, they lost credibility by lying to me like I'm not going to go to them for something that I really need a trust uh, trustworthy person for which by the way I've been in many many friendships uh with a I thought I could trust someone and then later on like I got backstabbed by that person more than one time um and uh, you know I I got into situations where I got really hurt by the person and I said you know like if this if 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 I don't like how that feels why would I go and lie to other people or why would I go and um not be honest with that person um and and the hard part too is sometimes like you'll be caught in a situation where you as as a good friend you kind of want to like you want to tell them the truth but you know it's going to hurt that person and that's where a lot of people tend to like they lie but like it's kind of they try to do it in like good intentions where they're not trying to like screw you over they're trying to kind of protect you and that's what I try to avoid at all possible costs. Like I don't, I don't lie at all on that. Like I just tell them straight up. I'm like, look, man. Like I have a friend that's, uh, I have a friend. I'm not gonna throw him under the bus, but I have a, I have a friend that I've been uh, talking to for a while, and uh, they're going through uh, an issue where they were in a, re- he was in a relationship, and he, he kind of like, he kind of knows the answers, but he doesn't. Like most people can probably relate to this because everyone I think has done this, where they've been in a relationship. And they don't really understand that they know the answers. Like they have to, they kind of have to end it completely. They have to kind of get rid of the person cause it's going to, it's, it's, you kind of have to get rid of the person in order to basically work on yourself and to not lead the other person on. Cause you might be completely over the one person in a sense, but maybe that person is really not over you and you know it and you're just leading that person on. And, uh, we, we have these conversations every single, you know, every once in a while. And I'm like, you know, the answer, man, like, you know, what you got to do, but the problem is he doesn't, he doesn't want to go through with it because he feels bad, right? Like he can't tell the truth. He can't really like be 100% uh, truthful to himself. That's the scariest one. You can't really be hundred percent truthful to yourself and and do what's good for yourself. And you're kind of, you're trying to help, you know, kind of basically baby the other person. And that's something that, um, you know, a lot of us go through. I, I did that for like my first, my first ever relationship. Um, I think most people have done that one way or another, or they kind of drag someone along with them. And then, the, you know, they ended up hurting the person even more, but it's a, it's a live and learn thing. Like sometimes you can't tell people, uh, over and over, they have to learn for themselves, but the truth there would definitely set him free if, uh, if he would definitely step up and, and kind of be more truthful to himself. Right. Um, the other thing I can give you too, with the, the truth factor is, um, you know, if you, I've had, I've had, uh, ex friends basically that have lied and what they do is they tend to lie about something to, let's say to me and we'll have to, excuse me, we'll have to make up like seven other lies in order to protect that one lie. Right, so it's actually more work to lie than to tell the truth. Is what I've realized. It's way more work to lie and then have to cover up seven more other, you know, t- tell seven other more lies to cover up the one lie so you don't get caught. And then it starts getting dicey because now like other people start getting involved. So what was happening was he was going and telling seven other lies to cover up the one lie, and then he'd go and tell my one friend one thing, and then he'd tell me one thing. So when I go and talk to the other friend, we'd be like, oh wait, he told me this now he got caught in the lie and then and then we questioned everything else after that and we uncovered a lot of lies right so that's why it's not good either because you start losing credibility and people don't want to trust you anymore like people are just like well I can't talk to this person about anything anymore and I'm trying to think of uh, something else I can give you uh, I had I had like another thought that I wanted to do but I kind of I kind of lost the train of thought as I was explaining that but um, that's why that's why I say like uh, the truth will set you free the more times you tell the truth oh that's what I was gonna tell you now that I said that so what I kind of mean honestly with like the truth will set you free is um I've had incidents with uh I'll take I'll take my parents for a, for a second all right um if I did something right that I knew my parents were gonna get really pissed off about okay like I like I knew like you know it's one of those things and every every um every kid or every a person that has parents, right? Uh, Everyone's been in a situation where you wanted to tell your parents, like if you told your parents really what happened, your parents would be really pissed off and something bad would happen to you, right? They'd like ground you or something, like back when you're like really young um, and they would ground you. What I would do is I knew that if I lied to my parents, right, if I lied to them and they caught me in the lie, they would never believe me First of all, the second thing I knew it would happen is I'd get a bigger consequence for lying to them and then getting caught in the lie by them finding out by another parent or something. And so what I found out is what I would start doing is I would just tell them the truth. Like I'd just be like, Hey, um, I, you know, um, I didn't do X, Y, and Z because of, and I tell them the truth. I would just be like, Hey, like I didn't drive because I was, I was really, really hammered the, the day before. Right. And, cause like, sometimes like I've had situations where I got like drunk and I didn't contact my parents and then like, they'd be freaking out or my mom would really be the one freaking out, but she'd freak out. And then I'd, I'd wake up the next morning and like have like 30,000 different phone calls from like seven different people. And I'm like, I'm like, Oh man. Uh, and then I, you know, and then I call my mom and I'd be like, look, mom, like I was at this person's house. You knew I was going to a party here. And I'm like, I just got, you know, I had too many drinks, I passed out, and I didn't want to drive. And that's why, you know, I slept here. And so, what I was doing, right, in that moment of time, like instead of lying and saying, like, hey, I was here or whatever, I would just throw the truth at her. And I'd just be like, hey, look, like I didn't do this because I didn't want to, you know, I I didn't want to risk getting a DUI or driving in and killing myself or killing someone else, drunk, you know, being drunk and driving. So, what does that do? Now, like, now the parent, right? The other person that's on the other end cannot take that and manipulate it against you. Like, now they're like, okay, well, you know, you're right. Like, I can't be mad at you. You didn't drive drunk. Like, you did the responsible thing and that's okay, right? So it's like, almost like you flipped it and like, they can't use it against you. So I had this conversation a while ago and I'm gonna wrap it up after this one, but, and we're going to the next topic. But I had a friend that told me like, He's like, you know, I sometimes I hate coming home because I always feel like there's that negative tension. Uh cuz you know, he he did stuff. He did something that I'm not going to put him on the spot for. He did something and like his parents like he just said like, you know, after that incident, um my parents like I just feel like there's tension between us because like I didn't I didn't really like I didn't really tell them the full truth or like there's just like some tension between it and i'm like you know how you break that tension right and he goes no and i go you tell him 100% of the truth 100 don't leave any details out just tell him the full thing and I, and i was like the reason for that is then they then there won't be any more tension right there's there'll be zero tension and at the same time you'll you'll gain more credibility to your parents because like they're like oh he's telling me the truth and they can't use that against you cuz you told them the truth. So like they look like an idiot if they bring back and they go and they try to make fun of you. Like I've had that at family dinners before where uh, my my uh, my my family has tried to make fun of me for something and I said, "Well, hey, I you know, I did I you know, I did the right thing." Right? And, and like it's more easy it's more easy for you to laugh at like something that you probably did that like your your family or whatever thinks is like kind of funny, but like it kind of, you know, it would be like ripping a band-aid off. Right. It'd be kind of painful for a couple minutes, you know, like, ah, and then like, and then it's done. Um, But like, for me, like, I, I just laugh at it now because it's just the truth. Like, I'm just like, you know, I did this because of, because of this. And maybe you're right. Maybe I was stupid at the time, but you know, it is what it is. Right. And I just, I, I embrace the truth. I don't run. I don't hide. I don't coward. I just embrace the truth. So that, and that's, you know, that's a, that's, and it's really hard to do that by the way. Like you got to train yourself to do that because by like naturally you want to kind of lie when it's when you know there's going to be some crazy consequence on the other end like um i can give you you know i've told people the story like i'm still paying this medical bill by the way like i'm still trying to find ways to like get out of like not get out of but like pay this bill faster which i think i do have like a, a solution to it but went on top of a dugout with my friend ended up trying to get down from the dugout and i fell fell on my elbow um filling that the the elbow right and so like I ended up coming out with like a $1,500 bill because I went to the emergency room because my elbow was just locked so what ended up happening was um what ended up basically happening was like you know like I didn't really want to tell people that story right I'm like oh like I fell off this you know I was being an idiot and I fell off this dugout and I and I cracked my elbow and I came out the the emergency room with $1,500 of medical bills right? So, but I I had to embrace it. Like I had to tell people because, uh, you know, I had a, I was out of work, I think like the next day or something and I had like, things were happening where I had to tell people and I knew that if I, like, if I tried to run from it, it wasn't going to work out. So I just embraced the truth. And I started telling people like, yeah, like, and I've laughed with people. I just laughed with people. I'm like, you know, went into the ER and the guy, the, the nurse is looking at me like, He's like, like kind of like looking at me like I'm an idiot and I'm just like laughing and I'm like trying to like make him, you know, I'm trying to make the nurse laugh with me and I'm just like, yeah, I'm like, you know, sometimes you do some stupid stuff. You just live and learn and I'm like laughing and he's just, you know, he put a little smile on his face, right? Because he probably deals with people that are just, you know, he's working at a hospital. He's working with miserable people all the time. So I'm like trying to put a smile on his face, right? And like I'm in pain. I can't move my arm, (laughs) but I got a smile on my face girlfriend my ex-girlfriend's like pissed uh but the, the point i'm trying to make is like i i don't i don't run from the truth i embrace the truth and i and and you should do it. and like that's how you get out of a lot of um a lot of like uh bad bad stuff because you're basically embracing it no one can no one can take that and throw it back in your face you, you've embraced it uh so we're gonna go to the second topic the second topic is it's okay to admit you don't know something now This one's a pretty good one because, like, most people I feel like would tell me that I don't admit that I'm wrong, right? But uh, the truth is, like, I'll tell you when I don't know something, right? Like, it's not being wrong. It's just, like, if I don't know something, like, if I really have no facts, if I really don't know something, I'll tell you straight up. I'll just be like, look, man, like, I don't know. Like, I really don't know. I don't know enough information. Like, um, I remember I was debating someone on healthcare one time uh, like politically or whatever. They were on like one side, I was on the other side. And I'm like, I'll be honest with you. Like, this is how I would assume it would be. But I'm like, I really don't have enough information to really tell you. Like, I don't have enough information to really like support a lot of stuff. I just know it'd probably be more like this. Like in my mind, this is how it would kind of work, just like logic and, and, and whatnot. But, I'm like, I don't really have the answer to that. Like, I don't, I don't really know. Right. I don't have enough information. Um, I, I was like, there's this one, um, this one topic I was, I was like pretty damn sure I was right. Right. Um, and I was debating like, uh, my one friend, uh, Jonathan, uh, the same person where I was talking to you about, um, doing, doing work for him and he's, and he paid me for it. And he, um, he it was some like cra- like i don't know why he was talking about it like i i took a psychology class and in psychology class for college there was a section in the textbook which was like the the countries that are like the most like sexually active or something and he was trying to he was trying to say like it was um damn i can't remember i think it was like he was saying it was uh russia was the first one, I think the next one was Greece, and the third one was China, and I was like, like no, nah, man, I'm, I'm like, I'm pretty sure I took, um, I was like, I took psychology four years ago, <laughs> I took psychology, and like, I was so sure, I was like, I took psychology four years ago, and I'm like, I'm almost positive it's, um, uh, in Japan, is like the number one sexually active uh, country, or something like that, and he was like, no, nah, man, I'm telling you, it's Russia. And I was like, and he was, I'm like, how sure are you? And he's like, well, he's like, I did a, he took some kind of course or something. I don't remember the course that he took It's probably like psychology or something. He he had to do something where I told him the information and, and he's like, but I did that like a month ago. And I was like, damn, I did mine like four years ago, but I'm like, I'm, I'm pretty damn sure it's Japan. And he's, (laughs) and he's like, are you willing to bet? And I'm like, sure. And then I bet him. And, uh, it was funny too. Cause like the person that we're with is like, I don't know, man, I'm going to go with Tyler. Like, even though I told him, like, I'm like, I took that class four years ago, and like, uh, and Jonathan's like, I took that a month ago. And, my, and the, the guy next to me is like, I'm gonna go with Tyler, because Tyler looked pretty damn sure. Like, I'm telling you, I was like 100% sure that it was Japan. And, uh, and he looked it up online, and it's, uh, and, it, and he was right. It was Ru- it was Russia, Greece, and China. And like, I had that, you know, that feeling uh, where you're like, like, you really thought you had it. And then you're like, damn, <laughs> you're like, damn, like I was wrong. Right. So like I had like in that moment, like I had to, like, I'm like, yeah, like you're obviously right. Like we looked it up and I'm like, I took that class four years ago, but I'm like, I was pretty sure. Like, but you know, it happens. Right. The point that I'm trying to say is like, sometimes it's okay to like admit that you don't know something. Right. I tell my boss all the time. And, and this is kind of funny. Uh, Cause most people probably don't do this. I like, I'd go into like a meeting, right um I got two examples for you that are really good ones. I went into a meeting when I was at the marketing department at Broward college with uh with my manager uh Daniela, that actually joins these once in a while but um we were in a meeting or something, and she was trying to tell me she's trying to ask me to do something, and I can't remember exactly what she's asked me to do, but I just remember like i'm like i can I have two options right now I can um I can basically lie lie to her, right? Uh, hang on one side, I'm just gonna try fix Instagram real quick. Let's take two seconds. It's connecting. am but um, I can either lie, right? Lie to her and be like, "Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about," which a lot of people do, by the way. A lot of people will lie and be like, "I know exactly what you're talking about. I got you," and then they'll sit there for 15, 20 minutes, and they'll be like, "Damn, yo, I have no idea what she wants." Um. I don't like, uh, like, how do I start this? Like, what do I do? And then what happens is then you start asking her more questions as you're trying to do it. And they get more irritated. Cause they're like, I told you what to do. And you said, you knew what you want, like what to do. Like, what are you doing? Right. So you actually piss them off more by, by taking that approach, but I could have done that. Or I could have said, um, like, you know, Danielle, I, I really, I understand kind of what you're talking about, but like, what do you mean by this? What do you mean by that? Like, how, like, how'd you get here? Like, where do you want me to go? Right. I'm asking her questions. And uh, that's the approach I took. Right. So every single time we'd go into something, we go into a meeting. We, she wanted me to do a project that i would n- I've never done anything like it before. And um, I just ask her questions. I just be like, okay, I understand exactly. You want this, 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 this. Like, what about this? Do you want me to do this? So what am I doing? What I'm doing is I'm looking for what she wants. Right. I'm like, okay. Like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to make sure that I understand exactly what she wants. So when, you know, I can get it done in the time frame that she wants, but I knew like I had to, I had to ask her questions, right? I had to tell her I didn't know about something because if I told her I didn't know about it and I, it turns out that I did a really crappy project for her and we have to go and present it and it looks like crap. And she, now she has to take a whole day out of her time, busy schedule to go and fix it it was going to come back on me and i like, it was going to like, either way it was going to look like I didn't know what I was doing because I didn't pay attention to, you know, it, it showed that I didn't pay attention to her. So I, you know, I would just tell her like, I don't, I, I don't know a hundred percent how to handle that. Right. But I know I can do this and we can work around and do this. Like this is how I know how to do it. Um, but maybe we can do this. Right. And she'd be like, yeah, that's, that's perfect. Like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Do that. Right. Um, so the other example I can give you too, which, which, by the way, is how I got, like, I got, like, like, I didn't complain with her. Like, I didn't do anything. Like, I just basically showed up every single day. I said, give me whatever you don't want, like, to do. Whatever you need help with, just give it to me. And that's how, like, I just skyrocketed um, with her because she was just like, okay, like, yeah, like, go do that. Other people would be like, eh, like, I, I don't really want to do that. Like, that's, and I don't know how to do that. And I'd just be like, hey, I'll learn. Like just give it to me. I'll learn. I'll, I'll, I don't know how I'm gonna do it, but like I'll figure it out. Just give me a time frame when you want this, and I'll just figure it out and I'll do it. And then that's what I did, right? But um, at this new job, what I'm doing right now is we do the one-on-ones now. in the one-on-ones, uh, she'll be like, um, I'll tell her sometimes. I'm like, I don't know how to do that, right? Like I had this, I had this thing today where I'm like, uh, I'm like, hey, look, like I had this happened to me and i'm like i didn't really know how to do it like what do you recommend i do right like i kind of have an idea of what i would do with it but like how would you approach it how would policy how would this company go by doing that and she'd be like oh yeah like that yeah kind of like she's like yeah it's kind of a a tricky one but um you know like you'd probably want to go this way and do this way and policy says we go and do this over doing this and i'm like oh that's that's fascinating And what am I doing? I'm asking her questions. So that way, like, like, and I'm telling her, I don't know, by the way, like, I'll I'll physically tell her too. like, I'll be like, like, look, I'm like, I really don't know. I don't know this. Most people don't do that, by the way, most people be like, oh, like, I'm going to save an embarrassment. Like, I don't want I don't want her to know, like, I didn't, I don't know how to do that. And then they'll just keep making the same mistakes, making the same mistakes, making the same mistakes, right? So I'm like, like, if I can clarify this with the higher up the person that has information for me. Like I I won't have to stress about it anymore. Right? Like it, it clears the fear as I'll hit it. I'll be like, Oh, Lori told me to do this. Right. So I'm like, okay. Um, I had this, I had this one case today too, where I had to, um, it was a denial. Okay. For a home warranty. It was a denial where, uh, I had to basically call this customer. So I had to call the customer and tell them that the work was going to be denied. Okay. And the funniest thing with it is like, I'm like, okay, like how would I go and approach this? Cause like, it matters what I'm going to tell this customer. First of all, it's a denial. So if I say this and phrase this the wrong way and like, they take this to court, they're pulling my record. They're pulling my phone call. Like it's going to come back on me. Right. So I have to make sure that I'm saying things the right way. So I'm like, Oh, like I'm like, okay. So I, Going off phone, I go to my manager and I go, I go, hey, like I have this this um this uh, service job right now where I'm like, I it's a denial, but I'm like I have to call the customer. I'm like there's no email on file. I have to update the customer on what's going on. There's no other way around it. I have to make the phone call, and I'm like I don't have a problem making the phone call, like I'll do it. <laughs> I'm like, I have no problem. Most people would have went up there and complained and said like, Hey, like I don't want to make this phone call. How can I get out of it? Which is what they were telling me as I was about to make the phone call, by the way. Um, and I go up and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'll make the phone call, but I want to make sure I say this right. Cause I'm like, it's not like we're just sending it to a complaints department. It's not like we're just giving a reimbursement or we're asking for missing information. I'm like, I got to tell this customer that we're not going to reimburse them for this work and they're going to be pissed. So I'm like, I gotta make sure. And she's like, Yeah, like you're gonna want to say this and maybe say this, but make sure you're not gonna do this. And I'm like, Okay. About to make the phone call, right? I put the head I put the headset on. About to make the phone call. I go over to I go over to um, Dave. That's on my left, and I go, Wish me luck. <laughs> I go, Wish me luck. And he and he goes and he goes why? Because and the reason I said it to him was because me and him are the only ones that make phone calls in that department. He's calling for W9s, he's calling customers, he, we are the only two people in the department that are not scared to pick up the phone really and make a call, like we'll make, we'll make probably like 20 calls a day and I, and I go and I'm like wish me luck and I tell him and he's like oh man it's a rough one man but he's like hopefully it goes to voicemail <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like yeah hopefully so I'm about to dial and the person next to me is like wait why, like why do you have to make the phone call? And so I'm, I'm like explaining to her and I'm like, Hey, there's no email address. I have to call the customer, but it's a denial. And she's like, Oh man, <laughs> she's like, Oh no. Like uh, I wouldn't want to do that. And then the person behind me is like, Oh, screw that. I just do, I, I would just make a, a service, a service job for it and have someone else send them a denial letter or whatever. And I'm and I'm like I'm like no nah, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> I'm like why would I do that when I could just pick up the phone and, and tell the customer, like you're just de- you're just delaying it. I'm like I just gotta pick up the phone and give him a I'm gonna ring I'm gonna ring him and just give them a phone call. And they look at me like puzzled like you're gonna do that? And I'm like yeah, pick up the phone I call and guess what, voicemail, right? But I was I was ready for the person to pick up like I've dealt with it before. I had this one lady tell me that she had like chemo like she's going through chemo she's like an older lady like probably like in her 60s or 70s she's like i'm going to chemo and like like you're gonna tell me x y and z that i can't do this and that's all you're gonna give me and i'm like yeah i apologize but that you know that's that's how your your contract set up <laughs> that's how your contract set up like i i i'm sorry to hear that you're going through chemo but I'm like, this is how, you know, this is how it is. This is policy. Like, I can't, I can't change anything. Like, I'm just here to update you on what's going on. Um, I'm like, but, you know, you can send a complaint if you really, if you really want to dispute it. But I'm like, I, I don't have any control over that. I'm just here to tell you that, there, you know, you have a certain cap limit and that's it. And she's like, right. and then, you know, it's, but the funny thing is, like, they don't want to make that phone call. They don't even want to call the service. The service provider is the easiest phone call you'll ever make in your whole entire life. Because you're not selling them anything, you're not um, you're not doing really anything. Like you're just asking for more information. And you, I've gotten one guy that was kind of an a-hole, but I mean, it's very like nine out of ten times, they're very nice people. Because you're not like bugging them; you're just asking for information from them, which they have on the computer on their database. Uh, When you're calling a customer, they're a little bit more like, "Oh, why can't I do this?" Like they expect more because like they're paying money for the service, so they get a little like. Some of them are really nice, but then you get other people who are like, "Oh, I don't understand why you're doing this." Oh, now you're going to send me to this department, and now it's going to take three or four more weeks. Like that's BS. And you're like, "Well, you know, that's that's procedure. It's a warranty company. Like you should have checked that out with your warranty company first. Um, but uh, you know, so make the phone call. It'll it'll change your life. Make the phone call. Um, but yeah, so sometimes you have to admit you don't know, right? Like I had a, a funny enough. Now that we're talking about this. I the the person I called today, I had to call this person for missing information. I'm like, hey, like it was like a double phone call, back to back phone call, all right. And I had to call the service provider, ask for missing information to see if I could get it from them first, and then call the customer. What ended up happening was, um, what ended up happening was, uh, I, the service provider didn't pick up. I left a voicemail. Now I have to call the customer and tell them, hey, I attempted to call your service provider for this information, but I left a message. They didn't answer. Uh, and I'm just updating you that we need the cause of failure and we need the breakdown of X, Y, and Z. Right. So, um, like the one person picked up the phone and I'm like, you know, I'm trying to explain this to her. And she's like, like, that's like, she's like, uh, at first she was like, kind of like, yeah, I understand. And then like, then she kind of was like, Oh, like, this is crazy. Like now I got to wait more time for them to give you that. If I would have known that I would have just written, um, She's like, I would have written like the cause of failure on the invoice uh, myself. Like she, and I'm like, she was trying to give me the cause of failure too over the phone. And I'm like, I can't, I can't do that. Like it has to be from the service provider. Like I can't, I mean, I'll write it in my notes that you're saying that that's the cause of failure, but they're not going to want that. They're going to want it from the licensed service provider. They can't take it. They can't take your word for it. Um, cause that's what, that, that's what basically, um, that's what basically tells them if it's covered under warranty or not. Like you can't just take your word for it. Um, so she was kind of pissed off about that, but then, uh, she was like, well, how much am I going to get reimbursed for? And I didn't know the answer to that. There's no claim. Like it's, it didn't go through uh, owner co yet or anything. It's, there's no claim on there. So I just told her, I'm like, listen, like, I don't really know. Right. I, 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 I said it to her. So that, that comes back to me being truthful to the customer. And that comes back to me admitting, I don't know something right to the customer. I'm like, I don't know. Um, to be 100% honest with you, I really don't know how much they're going to approve you for. Uh, it has to go through OwnerCo first. And once we get the information, we'll send it to OwnerCo, the OwnerCo department. They'll review it, and that's where they come up with what's covered and what's not covered. Uh, I can't really see that on my end. It doesn't show me uh, what's covered and what's not covered on 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 your claim. And she goes, oh, okay. So see, like, because I was honest with her, and I, and I told her straight up, I'm like, I don't know. Right. I could, someone, I could have lied to her and said, you know, blah I probably would have got fired to be honest if I would have told her something was covered and it wasn't because they would have pulled the phone record by the way. But, um, the point is like, I was truthful with her and I just, I told her, I'm like, I, I don't know. I, I can't see that. Like, I don't know what's going on. So the point is it, it neutralized everything. She's like, okay. Like he's being honest with me. Like he can't tell me anymore. Like it's done right? Like he's like, I can't, I can't push back on. him. So that's what I'm saying. Like the truth will set you free. If you're just honest, just tell people you don't know certain things. If you really don't know something, right? Uh, The the worst type of people are the people that uh, try to make things up and then they get shut down because someone else will say something. And then they just look stupid. You just look more stupid than like just saying you don't know. (laughs) Like you actually don't look stupid. If you say you don't really know um, information on that topic, you actually look smart because you're actually acknowledging you don't know like, Hey, I gotta go do more research on this. So that's uh, admitting that you don't know something. Uh, real quick, I'm gonna do Done Deal Investments. We're gonna wrap this up for episode 78. So for anyone that doesn't know, my name is Tyler Dunn. I'm a company called uh, Done Deal Investments LLC where the deal is already done. And that company is designed to take a distressed seller, someone that financially can't sustain their property and match them with an investor. Uh, The cool thing is I actually have someone that that hit me up yesterday that um, gave me some information on some investors that would buy more properties. So I got more investors onto um, the list itself, right? So I got more investors to actually help out more sellers. So um, if you're someone that's kind of like, well, how is he getting these investors? Like, why would this investor do this or X, Y, and Z? Like, does he have investors that'll buy my property? I, I do. Like one hundred and ten percent, I have the investors already. It's just up to you if you're if you know someone that needs the help. Uh, I, you know I, I, like it's it's very easy to find the investors. Like it's not it's not a hard thing to do. Like um, people hit me all the time up like hey like I, like I'll definitely you know I'm an investor I'll definitely go and do this if you have any properties under contract, send them my way. So the investor you know I have the investors like so if you're someone that's a distressed seller or you know someone that really needs the help. Have them reach out to Dundeal investments because that's the first step so it's a three step process that I call uh, three steps of financial freedom the first step is you have to contact Dundeal investments in some way or form whether it's phone number whether it's email whether it's uh, doing a form on on our website which you can get more information if you're if you're interested in um, what Dundeal investments LLC really is uh, there's a website and it explains everything about Dundeal investments and um that's the first step you got to contact us some way whether it's like social media facebook instagram twitter um trying to think uh that's all i can think of is like phone email website social media pages uh there's really no there's no way you shouldn't be able to get a hold of me now or done deal investments as, as a whole uh so now the second step that we're going into is once you know once i give you a couple questions to go through and like you just update me on what your financial situation is whether it's Pre foreclosure, you have liens on the property you can't keep up with uh, foreclosures where the bank actually owns the property, or maybe you're maybe you're a banker that is working with a bank and you know they just want to get rid of. They've been trying to find ways to get rid of uh, the foreclosure uh, homes that they have where they can't really sell them and they just want to get rid of them. Have the have uh, someone in the bank call me, right, or reach out to me and I and I'll work something out with you guys where. I'll get, you know, I'll work something out with the bank where we'll give them some of the profit and we'll get rid of the, the liability of that home because they can't sell it. So it's just a liability. It's, collect, it's collecting collateral, right? Uh, that's that's one way you can do it too. Um, whether it's a job transfer and that person has to move really fast uh, within like the next week then they can't go through a, a lengthy uh, realtor or um, on the actual market, uh, where they can't wait too long, basically. They have to leave within the next week or like really quick, really fast. Uh, if maybe you're going through a very messy divorce, you just want to you know sell the house really fast. Maybe you've had some really bad experiences re- with uh, some really bad realtors, which it happens. Maybe you don't want to pay like a high hefty uh, commission fee for them to sell the home. Maybe um, you inherited a house from a loved one that passed away. Uh, all those could will work with Dundee Investments LLC excuse me. Now, uh, from there, like including in step two, we would have to go and make an appointment for me to come to your property, take five pictures inside the property and five pictures outside the property. Uh, the reason for this is that's where if I go and get an investor on the deal, I'm sending the pictures, I'm sending the estimate. Um, that's why I'm actually walking the the property too, just to make sure like, okay, we have broken windows we have to fix. You have maybe some mold we got to get rid of. You have, we got to fix your roof. We got to fix the driveway. You know, anything that's a cost to the investor is what we're going to do to um, put in that estimate. And then how it works from there is, uh, you know, I send all that information to the investor. I'll send them like, all right, it's going to cost you X, Y, and Z to flip the house. And here's the pictures that you can see. So this way we limit all the traffic coming to your property. Uh, You don't have hundreds and 200 people coming to your property every single day. I can just send them the information. Uh, so it, it helps you out a lot, the the seller. Now we go into step three and this is the last step. So step three, all it is, is uh, I go and I, I look up on the, you know, your neighborhood, how many houses have sold on the market. You know, we try to get that average house value, uh, which is, it's not, it's not that hard to get the average uh, value of, of your house. All you have to do is see like how many homes have sold in your neighborhood and you have to try to match it to the exact size of your house and that's where you come up and you just average out those costs. Um, from there all we would do is then just deduct how much it would take for the investor to put capital into the house and that's the price we negotiate on. Um, at the end of that it um, after that that deduction of uh, of price. So from there we just negotiate. So this is where you help you know you negotiate the price with me and then from there what we would do is just you know the terms. Like you have to stay in your house another 3 weeks, you know maybe you have to uh, Um, get a couple things done before you can actually move or uh, whatever the case is with the terms, you just let me know and I'll work it out with the investor. Uh, My job is to make sure that you're comfortable in the sale. At the same time, the investor is also um, being helped out. Uh, So that's really my job within that sale or done deal investment LLC's job in that deal. Uh, is to really make sure that both sides are being cooperative, make sure both sides are actually handling the process um the way they should be handling it and everything goes smooth. It's a smooth transaction. Um so that that's that's the that's the job of Done Deal Investments LLC. Now uh from here once we you know once we agree on the terms and the price and the policy and everything, you would sign the contract or the seller it's on the contract. Uh Done Deal Investments, which would be me, would be the the signer. And then we'd get the investor to sign on to the contract as well. So now what happens is the seller gets the, the cash price offer that they were offered and agreed upon. They would go and then go and find another property. They'd get out of the debt. They'd get out of, um, cause that's really what Doug Deal Investments is designed for is it's trying to help give another resource to homeowners. Sorry for hitting this mic all the time. Um, it's really designed to give more resource to a home or property owner because there's really not a lot of resources for them. There's ways to get financing from like, most of the time it's a bank or you get a loan. But then what happens is if you're behind on that payment with that loan, the bank just goes, well, it's not our problem anymore. Like we gave you what you needed, we gave you the financing, you're on your own. They don't really help you out too much. So this is a great way where like, if your credit's gonna you know be affected, sometimes people go bankrupt in these cases where they're, um, they're just so trapped in debt with the property that they have to file bankruptcy, this is a way where you wouldn't have to do that. You you wouldn't have to go through crazy a crazy process. It's an easy easy transaction um, where everyone wants to help the the seller. It's 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 a very very easy thing, um, a very easy transition, and it'll save your credit. It'll save your money. It'll it'll basically do a lot of a lot of good things for you as a as a property owner and. So then we'd give you the cash offer. You'd go and buy a different property. Now I can give you anything that you need, any resource you need, where it's, whether it's like a home inspector, uh, a realtor, anything that you need, financing. Um, I, I can help you with all that by giving you like another contact point. So, you know, it's, it's all included. Like, you know, that I'll help you out in that way, whatever you need. And the investor is obviously going to be happy because he's going to flip it. He's going to put it on the market. He's going to um, obviously make a little bit of money on the deal because he's going to he's putting the most risk in play. He's going to flip in and make a profit off it on the market, and deal Investments will make a commission or what they call a finder's fee, which is a type of commission uh, from the investor. So for putting the deal together, the investor will pay deal Investments as a um, for putting the deal basically together and giving him an opportunity to make some money in real estate. So the cool part about it is the seller doesn't even have to uh, basically pay done deal investments. Where if you were doing it through a real realtor or a real estate agent, you'd have to pay the realtor commission off of, commission fee off of that sales transaction, right? For them selling your house. The cool thing with this is it it doesn't work like that. You just would give you the cash offer and now you go and do whatever you want. And the investor just pays done deal investments for helping him get a deal, right? So that's the cool thing about the whole entire um, the whole entire process of it, and um, so that's that's what we're doing with that. That that's how that whole process works. That's the three steps to financial freedom with done deal investments. Now, uh, what I'm trying to get to is I'm trying to get it so when I help sellers, right, uh, when I help them get out of that financial situation, we have everything where it's a one-stop shop. We have home inspections. We have realtors, uh, a team of realtors that I would, um, would have in the company, where it wouldn't be like another uh, company doing it. Everything would be it for done deal investments, helping that seller or that customer. So we would add home inspections, financing, realtors. Um, the list goes on and on, where uh, we could keep help, helping that property owner get another property where they can afford it, where it's not gonna break their bank. Um, and, that, and that's really what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to help sellers. I'm trying to help the, the, the homeowners, the property owners, um, the most out of it. I mean, we're obviously helping the investor, but it's a, it's a little bit more, it's going to be a little bit more designed to help the, um, the seller in the end. Uh, but what I'm doing right now, so that's that's the goal or the vision for Done deal Investments. We're not there yet. We're, right now, all we can do right now is help that distressed seller get out of the financial situation. But what I'm trying to do right now is get home inspections on the list. So what I'm going to do is if you're interested in getting a free home inspection, I got to go and take the course. It's probably going to take me about four, it's going to take me probably about like four months. I got to look into it. I got to see like how long the course is and then I got to make the time to go through the course to get the license and then I got to get the equipment. So it's, it's a little bit of, um. it's it's something where I'm going to set it up where uh, if you're interested in the home inspections, you want a free home inspection, uh, you hit me up through the phone, you hit me up through email, any way you wanna get in contact and I'll put you on a pre-service list where basically once I get licensed, I'll call you or hit you up however you want, you prefer email Um, and what I'll do is we'll just give you a free home inspection and all we're gonna require is that you just give us a review. Uh, However you felt the service went, you just give us a review on Facebook and uh, Google My Business for Done Deal Investments LLC. So that's what we're gonna be doing and from there, um, I don't know exactly what I'm gonna add on next. It's probably gonna have to do something with like a, with um like a a realtor because the realtor would probably be the next best thing to help that that homeowner get to the next property because uh, that's gonna be like their next step is to do that. So the reason I'm doing the home inspection first is it's kind of it's kind of something that can um, be open to more people where it doesn't have to just be like sellers. It could be in for investors. It could be for sellers. It could be for anyone that's new to buying property um, or maybe someone's owned their property for a long time and they just, you know, maybe eventually they want to sell it and they want to know exactly what they should be investing their money into. Like how old is the water heater or how old is um, the pool pump outside or uh, little things like is my, is the foundation of the structure of the home. Okay. Uh, do I have to change my roof anytime soon and get like new sh- uh, shackles and stuff on top? Um, like little things right like little things that will cost the seller a lot of money but you know at least they know what to expect so that's what's going on with Dundeal investments um, if you have any questions maybe you're just maybe you're just someone that wants more information on Dundeal investments LLC still contact us uh, still go out there and, and go on the website look at more information uh, reach out to me and and I'll, I'll do whatever I have to to make sure that you're informed with the right information so all right, guys. So this has been episode seventy-eight of Goals and Updates. We're almost at episode eighty, uh, and we're gonna get. We're going to our regular uh, schedule time where I'm doing two a week, real quick, which I'll update you, and then we'll end this. But um, it's gonna be Monday and Wednesday. Still, it's still gonna be Monday and Wednesday, and I'm gonna try to aim for seven. So right after I get out of work, it takes me about thirty minutes to get home, and then I try to set up as fast as I can. Everything's pretty much set up. I just push buttons, connect everything, make sure everything's kind of set up, make sure the mic is set up. Um, it, it doesn't take me long. It takes me like 10 minutes, but, uh, so, you know, I normally don't, sometimes it goes to like 7:15 I start or seven cause I'm trying to set things up and I'm trying to get myself situated so I can like just put on an hour show or an hour and a half show. So, um, so that's the update. So it's going to be starting. It's going to start being Mondays, Wednesdays from seven to probably about like eight or maybe like 7:15 to about like probably like eight 15 or eight 30 roughly. So, you know, so that's that. So, again, my name is Tyler Dunn with Dunn Deal Investments, LLC, where the deal is already done. And this has been Episode 78 of Goals and Updates. Have a great rest of your week. Peace.